Welcome to the Music Arc, brought to you by the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah, and uh, I have a very special guest. I think this might be his very first time on the Music Arc podcast. Uh, please welcome a uh, constant contributor to the network, host of Bending Not Breaking, one half of Bending Not Breaking, rather, uh, over on the TV Arc, a uh, contributor of many an article over the last uh two and a half years or so uh mr sunshine mayfield joins me here on the music arc this is your first time right i mean if you don't count the episode that of, we don't speak uh, of well i'm talking about like lost in the folds excuse me those. D- dude no i totally count those and <laughs> thank you for reminding me and we should go ahead and plug that uh go go back and listen to lost in the folds now available on spotify where sunshine and mr max gongaware yes sunshine mayfield and Max Gongaware, those are people, believe it or not. Those are actual names. Those are not characters in a comic book of some sort. Uh, they, are, they are amazing hosts of Lost in the Folds, which is a Ben Folds, Ben Folds as a whole, Ben Folds 5, and as a solo artist, uh, retrospective podcast. They go through every single one of his albums. I think you guys hit everything. And Max tried to sell you on it, and I think it kind of worked. I guess we'll see. Is there yeah, a Ben Folds album worked. on this decade list? By the way, that's what there we're is doing. Not, there is not a Ben Folds album <laughs> on this decade's list. Okay, yes, uh, as you probably saw in the episode description, I, I don't know when we're dropping this. We are recording this uh, tail end of August, and we're, we're trying to bank these up so that we can roll them out. I think the plan is to start airing them in December uh, in case we need to make any last-minute tweaks. But, uh, we, you know, it, we are ending a decade, the 2010s, and we thought, well, we, we need to celebrate and lay down some sort of official statement uh, as individuals on the site, and then eventually as the site itself. We'll, we'll kind of use these episodes to narrow down what the overall feeling and what represents the collective voice of the site as the maybe best of the decade. But for now, these conversations, and I want to stress this from the top, these are our favorite things top 20s from the last decade favorites okay so very different than best yes very very, very different, different. Than what's i want to stress that from albums. the top uh i'm sure we internally will feel like oh my god how did i forget that one and please yell at us of course your individual opinions we want your list as well all of that good stuff but no again this is this is favorites that we're not saying these are the definitive best you're probably going to be like, there's a lot missing if that were the sort of conversation we're having. But we're not. We're just talking about our favorite things uh, from the last decade. So we're here on the music arc, and we're doing albums. We've de- we've debated possibly doing singles. I feel like that would be an even harder list to make. Uh, this was by far the most difficult for me. I, I don't know about you. Uh, how to go? It was a constant changing of like, all right, this is going to be thirteen, and then uh, uh, it's in the honorable mentions, or and then this one, oh, and then I forgot about this one, and I'm sure um, there's going to be uh, moments today where you say an album, and I'm like, damn it, that should have been mine. Yes. Um. um but and you know, and hopefully we'll vice versa. But uh, we'll yeah, we'll see what what shakes out. So uh, I think we'll we'll lay out the rules from the top. Uh, we'll you know we'll decide who goes first here in just a second, but we're gonna alternate. We're going back and forth through our top 20s. If we hit something that the other person has on their list, there's one of two options. One, table it, okay? And I would suggest tabling it if it occurs on the other person's list at a much higher point. We save the conversation for when we get to it on that person's list. But it's up to individual discretion. So if I hear you say one and I'm like, hey, by the way, that's my number 12, you know, 
um, we can just we can just rock it out that way and jump in at the same point. But uh, yeah, does that work for you? Oh, I think that's very fair. Absolutely. Okay, Let's and uh, we'll try and we'll since we are potentially talking about forty separate albums. I don't know. We haven't talked about these in advance. Uh, we're gonna try and shout out at least one track uh, from each album, and we'll we'll drop those in accordingly. Uh, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. I'm sure we'll have a few cheats here and there, as we are known to do. Uh, as the guest, I, I would love for you to kick it off if you'd like to. I would love to. Okay. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Um, so for me, uh, number 20 uh, was very tough because this is a newer album from a band that I've recently discovered, and I went and listened to their back catalog, mm-hmm. and uh, it's equally good. But my number 20 album is Morbid Stuff by Pup. I um, think that is a fantastic choice, sir. did not quite make my list, but uh, it is certainly my number one of the year thus far. Uh, yeah, yeah, 2019, which is why I felt like it couldn't like go any further. I couldn't be like number three of the decade. I think there's a little time's got to sit with those, but for sure. Um, but honestly, like going back through all their albums, you've got Morbid Stuff came out this year. Uh, the Dream Is Over came out in 2016, and Pups Pup came out in 2014. And all three of those albums are just absolutely fantastic. So for those who don't know, uh, Pup would fall in the punk rock hard core punk um pop punk style i don't know what you'd call it sad boy punk um post post emo i don't post, know oh for <laughs> sure it's um, if that's a, in fact but, is a genre now i don't know there's so many subgenres of so many things but ultimately morbid stuff is their most recent release and it's um it's just fantastic I would second that as well. I think there's fantastic tracks top to bottom. That is a particular standout and a, just a great song to be able to recommend to people because the, the title and is usually enough to get you at least, oh, oh okay, I'll at least check this out. Um, well, and it's just I'm a sucker for, for crowd chants, and, and ultimately yes. these guys, all four of them sing on the albums, on all their albums, and so it's uh, it's fantastic. It, it really does just feel like a group of four buddies who just got together to to talk about their feelings, but it it came out with just with magic um, for for each and every album. So yeah, uh, morbid stuff. Bloody Mary Kate Nashley is my track off of it. Alrighty. But 2019 morbid stuff by Pup is my number twenty. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, as as you pointed out, the twenty slot. That's that's where you're gonna sneak in. A, a newer album. Okay. 
kind of a I, new yeah, record. Kind of a new record, exactly. Uh, so I went with a band that I, I don't know that I've talked to you too much because this is a, a very, very recent discovery, like within the last month or so. Uh, the British band Idols. Are you familiar at all? I am not familiar okay. with them. I am going with their 2018 LP, Joy as an Act of Resistance. Okay? Um, they are fronted by one of the most magnetic frontmen I've ever seen, uh, Joe Talbot. And I basically <clears throat> I was at a friend's house. They were watching different YouTube videos. And this uh, live set from Glastonbury from, I believe, last year um, was on. And from the, from the looks of things and the way it started, I was kind of like eh, half listening to it. And then uh, the song that I'm going to shout out, uh, Never Fight a Man with a Perm, kicks in. And I, I, was, I was pretty much in love from the get-go. Uh, I watched the rest of the set. He actually stops for a good little bit to talk to the crowd, uh, which deepens my interest greatly. Uh, because I, I did not expect uh, from, you'll, you're here, you will hear them in a second. I did not expect from this sound uh, to have like the depth of intelligence uh, behind it, and that has been—I mean—that's why it has had staying power for me. It is what you—they don't like being labeled a punk band, but they very much have a, a punk aesthetic to them. They are very heavy, very intense, very driving music, uh, but with extremely important and interesting messages. And uh, I think it's kind of an album that people need to hear if they haven't already. He's dealing with a lot of issues. And I, I hesitate to say this because I know it's going to sound like blasphemy and it's going to sound like hyperbole to some people. But uh, I, don't, I, I didn't live through this, so I really have no business comparing them. This is just a little bit of the way I feel. And I almost don't want to say it because I feel like it's going to jinx them. Uh, I feel like they are the closest modern incarnation of something that we have akin to the clash okay that might be Sir. an insane statement to make but give this album a listen in its entirety and tell me that it does not invoke the best parts of what again they don't like to be called punk rock but what punk rock can be in terms of tackling social issues uh with just a, a amazing amount of ferocity or ferocity behind it and they from i've got to see these guys live like every live video i've watched they are 100 percent go for broke and i i love everything about it i have had this album on repeat for the last several weeks and uh no signs of stopping they have a couple singles out quote unquote new for this year uh, i believe one of them is from the recording session for this album but anyways i'm they've been at a pace where i think we're actually going to get another lp later this year so good time to uh check them out and get on board if you if you're interested again this song is a, a good test bed to see how you feel about it again this is uh never fight a man with a perm from the album joy as an act of resistance by the band idols it is my number 20 favorite album of the 2010s <laughs>
Okay, take it away with your 19th. Thank you. Sorry for my spiel. No, absolutely. I'll have to check them out. Um, I think you my number in particular would, I would think dig. you would love them, Alex. I, I really do. Well, that, that, uh, so much so that I let the out. real name slip. I think you would love them, Sunshine. <laughs> I think you would love them. Okay. <laughs> Either name is fine. I respond to both. Uh, my number it's 19. It's very odd for me because I've pretty much reversed it in my brain. I called you Alex for so long of knowing you, and then it was one day introduced to me that, like, he has this whole group of friends that he goes by Sunshine. Like, that's what they call him. And I was like, okay. And then when we started doing the site, you know, you went with the moniker, which I was totally down with. And I was kind of like, shit, I should have done that. I should have been a little more anonymous. I could have gotten away with a lot more. Uh, but yeah, anyways, moving right along. Yeah, You're col- number 19. College, Sorry. College nicknames that stick. Um, yeah. So for I, me, I forget I that we have group... 20 albums to get through. We should, we should not That's dawdle. Right. We got to go, go, go quick. <laughs> yeah. Very few tangents. Um, uh, I saw this band on Audio Tree uh, with one of their. Uh, they just have so many bands that come through, but this one caught my eye. Um, listened to the full album from 2017. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with the vibe everyone was putting out. My number 19 is Guppy by Charlie Bliss. Um, nice. 2017. Already. Yeah, it just uh, and the song I really enjoyed. It, just, it kicks off well at the very beginning with Percolator. So um, that's the one we'll be playing today. But it is just. They just have a really fun vibe, a uh, very uh, indie, post-indie rock uh, feel to them. Um, their latest album that came out this year uh, was called Young Enough, and it's way more poppy than it is um, this kind of distorted guitar. was an honorable mention on my top 10 i did thoroughly enjoy it and that's one that you highly recommended to me um mm-hmm. it's a good record I, so you said there's a new one this year yeah young enough came out but they have way more pop tendencies with this gotcha uh, i have 2009 i have not which most people out. are really digging um and i liked it i don't know if it'll be on my top 10 this year but they're worth checking out for sure All so right. number 19 guppy by charlie bliss Alrighty, and that was the song percolator correct Percolator. There we go. Alrighty. Uh, kind of in a similar vein, kind of vibe. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Maybe more so on their previous record from what I'm about to discuss. My number 19 is Sound and Color uh, from 2015 by the band Alabama Shakes. 
Are you familiar? Ah, uh, yes. Are you familiar with this record? I'm not familiar with the record. Okay. I know Alabama shit. Gotcha. But. Um, so I I was a slightly late to the party. Actually, I guess it was the summer that Boys and Girls released. Actually, so they they were hitting the radio at least in Florida where I was staying for that particular summer. Uh, this was also the summer where I discovered another album that recurs way higher on this list. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But I was introduced to them through Boys and Girls and that very, like, you know, old school, like, just straight up rock and roll, a lot of heavy blues influence, and just one of the most soulful lead singers I had heard in forever, Miss Brittany Howard. And I, I fell in love instantly. So a couple years go by, and Sound and Color releases, and... I had heard none of the singles released prior, no build-up for it or anything, and I throw it on, and I hear the opening track, which is the title track, and I'm like, whoa, like, the the step-up in production, intent, mood, everything about it was just uh, stellar. So, it, it continued to blow me away. I'm going to actually go with... Uh, exciting thing that I want to point out and then we can move on uh, they hadn't released anything since 2015 and I was kind of like where have they been are they going to ever put out another album like what's going on because I hadn't heard anything out of the blue like a week ago uh, from when we're recording this again late August people uh, she released uh, three singles as just Brittany Howard not Alabama Shakes just solo but I believe the guys who played in Alabama Shakes with her are featured players on a couple of the different tracks but it's a little more experimental a little more broad genre speaking there's definitely a lot more like funk and jazz influence which I am totally in the bag for so uh, I'm very excited because I think we're getting an, an LP from her which could potentially skyrocket uh, to my my top 10 list for the year and uh, maybe retroactively I'm like oh shit I wish I'd heard this before we recorded this but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh, yeah my number 19 is Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes your number 18, sir. My number 18 uh, comes from a local band out of North Carolina that had such a stellar start, stellar start, and came out with this album and then just disappeared, and they haven't made anything since, and they're gone forever, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, but this is From the Bird's Cage by Harvard 2013. Um, and that is my 18. They just, they really crushed that indie scene. They played with the likes of junior astronomers and the favorite gentlemen folk. Mm -hmm. um, did a lot of local college tours. And I'm talking about this album is just absolutely phenomenal. A lot of falsetto singing with just killer harmonies, but just real slick indie rock vibes um, that play real well. And nothing they're gone they're just done i think they just i think they kind of grew out of it and got full-time jobs and, and stopped playing but it's a shame because they were fine. So, from the bird's cage by harvard is my 18 and i think the song of choice to listen to and that one is the opening track from their album black breed the smile the way the dirt above the grave this is bigger than you this is better was a harmless Okay, well, we'll uh, roll in to my number 18, uh, which uh, I'm, do I'm doing some shifting on the fly. That's why you hear papers moving in the background. Okay, my number 18, also a fairly new discovery for me, uh, but for the last year, um, a huge chunk of my listening time has been devoted to an album by the band Mr. Heavenly from 2017. Uh, it's called Boxing the Moonlight. Uh, I've, I've talked about it plenty on other episodes of the Music Arc, so I, I will just kind of move right along. But uh, the song that I'm going to play for this one is one that I don't think I've featured yet. It is my personal favorite after like a bazillion listens of this album. Uh, it's called George's Garden. Not necessarily representative of the album as a whole, but that's kind of hard to do because it is so varied, and that is what I love about it. Uh, they're essentially a supergroup. There's parts of uh, Tangential Modest Mouse members, uh, Honus Honus from Man Man, and uh, the lead singer of the band Islands, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, but a lot of different influences kind of warring with each other and coalescing in beautiful ways, that is how I would describe that album, I love it starting to finish, there's not a bad track on it, but I'm going to play through this card. right along sir all right my number 17 is a little bit of a, a call it a nostalgia pick most people won't have this on any list that pops up for them but for me it's a huge deal um senses fail pull the thorns from your heart 2015 which is arguably uh their worst record if you ask fans whether or not they really enjoyed it they got super heavy um right before this album came out the lead singer buddy nielsen um really opened up to fan bases about his dealing with um 
just all the issues that were going on in his life, coming out as uh, as queer, um, talking about uh, addiction and uh, alcoholism and everything else. And so this this record for for I think for me was probably one of the most heavily like vulnerable things that he's ever written, um, which just super spoke to me. And it's heavy and loud and um, just hits you right in the gut. Um, but it's also got just a lot of hope in it as well. So and it's kind of a thorns from your heart by Census Fail is my number seventeen. Oh, I was gonna say very much a kind of you know, the genre that a huge chunk of our friend group kind of grew up on, but growing up, uh, the genre itself, growing up rather. Uh, oh, very, yeah. very much so. And uh, again, a lot of people didn't enjoy this record, and so well, he, I think they've a, kind of reverted back to like I think that, a lot of two, bands two thousands pop punk. Yeah, I think a lot of bands from that era have struggled with how to how to age gracefully, how to translate that energy and that dynamic towards like different subject matter as they've grown up, and some have done it more successfully than others, but. Uh, I think it's always interesting to see what happens with those guys. Uh, admittedly, uh, you uh, shout out to Evan Tuig and Mr. Tim Niles uh, and and Colin Tuig while we're at it. Uh, they you guys were definitely more on on that wavelength and and stuck with it. I would say longer than I did. I was off listening to like weird weird shit basically that yeah. you guys had no so interest seen, in. Noah. Uh, no, I'm uh, yeah. I guess I was I, I was so seen. I was outside of the scene scene. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Okay. The hipster before those things came around, and the song from that that I think uh, is was the single off of that is the importance of the moment of death, um, which is such a <laughs> such a okay. cheery title, dude. Let's talk about hope. Uh, it's, but it's. I think this is this is an album that's not going to be for everyone, but for the people that it it works for, it's going to really work. Um, so yeah, that's my number seventeen. Lovely, sir. Uh, my number seventeen is from one Mr. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I, I I assume he's on your list somewhere. I I don't know which album though, and that's that's probably the debate because arguably like three of them could be up here. Uh. I, I went with good. Oh, he's there somewhere, yes. hidden, waiting. <laughs> okay, I I can't wait to see how high he made it. But uh, I went with Good Kid, Mad City. That that's that's the one I went with. Uh, th- I think this is kind of the undisputed fan favorite. Uh, I think every even as huge as Damn was and like top to bottom fantastic as I do think that it is. I think his people who were you know listening beforehand are always going to have that like well that's the album where he like completely like well, you know completely broke through and so they're always going to like everybody just has that little thing mostly with the artists that they love uh, I don't really cover it from that side at all because I was late to the party with him in general I was introduced to him I will I guess three years ago at this point 
And so I, ha I had most of the back catalog just there waiting for me. And this is the one that I think the more and more I've gone back to it has risen to the top of like, I, I think this is still his definitive work, even though I think he continues to, you know, grow and change and morph and do a lot of different stuff. I can't wait to see what he does next. He is definitely one of those artists that I'm like, even if he pops up as a feature on somebody else's song, which he did recently, uh, I, I can't wait to hear it. So uh, I went with Good Kid, Mad City and... Uh, while I have a, a very uh, a soft spot, which sounds weird when you're discussing this song, but I do have a soft spot for backseat freestyle. That's kind of what I want to play right now, but might be a little abrasive for everybody. So I'm actually going to go with the song that was basically what hooked me into it. My girlfriend, Veronica, just threw this on. This was very early in our relationship. We were just driving down the freeway. I think we were like going on a road trip, and she threw on Money Trees. Play for you. That's the song that uh, introduced me to Kendrick Lamar. So here we go. Uh, me and my niggas tryna get it, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Hit that house, yeah, they tell me is you with it, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Home yeah, invasion was persuasive. Was persuasive. Was persuasive. From nine to five, I know it's vacant, you bitch. Yeah, bitch. Dreams yeah, bitch. of living life like rappers do. Like rappers do. Like rappers. Do. Back when condom rappers wasn't cool. They wasn't cool. They wasn't. I fuck Shireen and went to tell my bros. Tell my bros. Then Usher Raymond let it burn came on. That burn came on. That burn came on. Hot sauce all that night, I rhyming, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Park yeah, the car, then we start rhyming, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. The yeah, only bitch. thing we had to free our mind. Free our mind. Then freeze that verse when we see dollar signs You looking like an easy come up, yeah bitch A silver spoon, I know you come from, yeah bitch And that's a lifestyle that we never knew Go at a rabbit for the revenue Go Holly Berry or Hallelujah Pick your poison, tell me which one you choose Pick your poison, tell me which one you do Everybody go respect the shooter But the one in front of the gun lives forever all right that was my number 17 uh moving right along sir i believe it's 16 for you it is and so i'm gonna go with uh another we i've been hitting a lot of like Indie, punk, pop, easy core, beard core, whatever you want to call, uh, call it. And I'm not stopping. Uh, 16 is Enemy of the World by Four Years Strong. Um, arguably their second best record. Their uh, their their initial release, their debut was Rise or Die Trying, which I think is just a perfect album. Um, but Enemy of the World has so many great tracks from start to finish. It's just a fun album. When they play it live, people just absolutely rip shit. They just go absolutely ham. Um, and it's, for me, it was just was a big part of growing up uh, in, in kind of my college years and uh, late high school into college. And, uh, and so, yeah. Uh, what the hell is
<laughs> okay. Uh, I look forward to it. i got to be honest, most of your lists so far I am unfamiliar with, so I look forward to listening to these tracks when I when I inevitably I drop them in, which I'm going to do. I think we're going to merge. Uh, we're going to merge, like, our top five to, you know, ten to five. We're going to probably see a little bit more turn. Yes, uh, uh, I would I would assume so. A little bit more carryover. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm, yeah. Yes, we Who haven't knows? had any tabling incidents yet. We'll see what happens. Not yet. All right. Uh, so my number 16 is uh, from a band. I've, I've talked about them quite a bit on the Music Arc in my experience over the years of falling in love with them, falling out of love with them, falling back into love with them. It's been a very torrid affair with TV on the radio. Uh but I, I love them. They are one of my favorite bands, but I've talked about how pretty much every single album, whenever the new thing comes out, I usually hate it the first, like, two, three, even four or five listens. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why I can't get past them constantly expanding their sound. But I, this is probably the album that I had the most issue with and has retroactively become my favorite TV on the radio record. Uh, it's Nine Types of Light. Okay. Uh, I could shout out so many of them. Uh, Keep Your Heart is just one of the most gorgeously romantic tracks I've ever heard. Uh, but I don't want to play that right now. I'm going to play my actual favorite from the album, which is New Cannonball Blues. Hey girls, hey boys, no, no mind the noise. It's just the sound of being dragged to hell. It's just a pornographic adulation shit. Watch the spiders web eat itself All this death of death extinguishing All that you've ever known Turn your touchscreens off and start harvesting The seeds that you're having sown It got me singing blues It hits you like a cannonball Just before we transition into yours, how, how do you feel about TV on the radio? I don't think they're a band that you and I have ever discussed, ever. I am so unbelievably unfamiliar with TV on the radio that it's somewhat embarrassing. Um, know the name, know who they are, have definitely put on an album before, but couldn't tell you what album, couldn't tell you what song, um, know nothing about TV on the radio. I mean, my... Which maybe, makes you question my credentials on being on a music podcast but that's just where we currently sit <laughs> okay um it doesn't make me question your credentials you know about shit that i don't know anything about musically speaking um and you're an actual musician as well i don't know anything about theory or how to read anything so i definitely don't appreciate it on that level like uh where I feel like that that might be a little bit of the differentiation with some of the bands that you appreciate a little bit more. I don't I don't know I don't know, but uh, I I don't know how you'd respond to them. And I'm tempted to say like you should go chronologically. Uh, I'm tempted to say like throw yourself into uh, Dear Science, which is like 
one of the most divisive records. Now, Dear I Science, think. I do remember but, hearing about, and it, I feel like it was one of the ones that was topped as like I mean, one of the it, greatest it, albums it they've was ever written. Pretty much universal acclaim, like right out of the gate, and I think that's why I also maybe was so averse to it because I was like, everybody loves this, and I, I was like, I don't get it. Like, am I dumb? What is it? And then uh, to this day, for the, I mean, for the last like five years. Uh, Crying by TV on the radio, the, the second track off of Dear Science, or third track, second? Oh, shit, I forget. Anyways, has been my ringtone on my phone. My, my girlfriend hates it. She's constantly asking me to change it. She's just like, why? I have to hear it every single morning. <laughs> like, what? Uh, but yeah, so. The way you just described listening to Dear Science being like, do I don't get it. Why are people loving this album? Is how I feel about everything that Pitchfork has ever written. Um, uh, yeah. in, in my life like <laughs> every much. time they're like this is an album to listen to I'm like alright and I'll listen to it and then I'm like I I don't get it Yeah, I don't I don't see it and then some I get but like most of the time that's my feelings on Pitchfork I feel you definitely feel you okay uh, so yeah that, that moves us along to your number 15 is that correct my 15 uh, is a band we both love. Okay. But I'm guessing that this is not an album that you have on yours. I'm guessing you went differently uh, in a different direction. It's possible. I'm going with Endless Light by O Brother from 2016. Ooh. Okay. Um, you would be correct, sir. So you don't need to table anything, but I am going to telegraph a little bit. You, you're going to hear about this band a, a little bit later, too. Uh, yeah, but go so, go right ahead. Tell us tell us yeah, why so, Endless Light in particular. So I I love the album uh, Garden Window. Think it's immaculate. Think it's just absolutely. Stellar. I'd be inclined just, to agree with you there. <laughs> um, I don't know what you would call these guys like sludge indie like uh, like tone worshiping just distorted bass. I um, I believe is, uh you know somebody very closely affiliated with the band one mr andy hall of manchester orchestra once basically boiled it down to they're like the deftones and explosions in the sky had a baby uh which yeah, i think, I, that's I think pretty much perfect. nails it that's i think that's probably the best description you could vocals, give an outsider yeah. uh yeah yeah um but endless light was it just always kind of grew on me like i i listened to it it was on my top 10 in 2016 and then i would just kept putting it on and kept finding myself going back to it over time and I think it's just absolutely stunning um, it's got just so many moments that are just just hit you right where you need to be hit um, it's got some really good just like drops where everyone lays in at the same time I think the percussion on is uh, is through the roof um, but yeah the song I wanted to play off of it is your move um, which is an interesting choice it wasn't one of the singles but it I think it just perfectly kind of sums up the album so your move um, from Endless Life from No Brother 2016 best album
I, I really need to, to reassess and reapproach. I it is because of my, my great love for Garden Window. Uh, it's so easy to just continue going back to Garden Window. Yes. Uh, but yes, I, I eventually I will break through, and I, I plan on seeing them later this year for the first time in a while. So I I, I should definitely reapproach the discography. So fun story. Go um, go right ahead. Max Gongaware, who I Ben folds the that podcast with. Mm-hmm. I once was going to go see Oh Brother, and I was like, man, I just needed. It was a time where I needed friends to go with me to concerts. I've I've quickly realized that if I had to wait on friends to go see all the bands that I wanted to see, that I wouldn't see many shows. So I started going to more concerts by myself. But I took Max to go see him, and he was just like, "Why is the bass player staring at the amp the whole time?" Um, I can't see the other guitars, <laughs> guitarist's <laughs> face. Um, this lead singer is screaming at me. Uh, I hate this. This is not, this <laughs> this is not, is for, not me. for me. Yeah. And um, but this year with them coming around again for touring up for the tenth, I guess it's the tenth anniversary for what's that EP? Uh, Death um, of Day. Can I think of Death of Day? Um, I there with all Get Outs coming around. Oh Brothers coming around. Uh, free Throw Emo. Newfound Glory is coming around. So. Uh, my girlfriend was like, I'm willing to go to one concert with you. Um, and I played her all the all the songs that I thought were, like, good vibes of each, like, good summaries of each uh, catalog. And she was like, I'll go see Oh Brother with you. And Max was in the room, and he was just like, terrible decision. Ta- absolutely terrible <laughs> decision. Um, one day we'll get Max Gongaware around to Oh Brother, but it, it might take a, a long, long time. I... I, again, I, if if you guys put it together, I would be glad to produce it and and release it because I want to hear that podcast. He, re- he refuses. He refuses to do an O Brother podcast. I was like, you got me into Ben Folds. Let me try to get you an O Brother. And he's like, maybe, absolutely. Maybe we not. pick a lighter one to introduce him with. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the lighter version of O Brother is. It's just so different. It it is. Um, I, I like. I I know there are definitely bands that exist in that genre that I'm completely unfamiliar with that probably sound very similar and I would enjoy the the vibe of but they're one of those bands that I discovered by virtue of other bands that I was into and then it kind of expanded my you know my concept of genre and like just what you can do within it was like all these guys are kind of operating in a similar space but they all have such a unique like individual vibe to me and I maybe part of that is specifically seeing them live and just how they interact with the crowd versus necessarily how they sound on record. But, um, yeah. Okay. We're, we're rambling or at least I'm rambling. Uh, where are we at? 14 or no 15 for me. Is that right? Uh, my number 15 is run the jewels three. Uh, Ooh, I, yes, I, I, three. I, Everyone else is going to put two on there. That's what I keep why, hearing. Why and, three for you? Just because I think top to bottom, I just uh, I get so much energy and joy out of that record. Um, and but that's it, the one that made them go mainstream. That's the popular again, one. Again, that I guess this is the yeah, argument with them as well. And I'll fully admit I'm late to the party on Run the Jewels. Is you know I I got into them after the third one had released and was like, what what the hell have I been missing all my life? The videos, the live shows, everything. Like I was just completely blown away. Like where's this been? Uh, but I, I could shout out a bazillion track. I kind of want to play Panther like a Panther, but it's it's filthy. That's probably it's my, my favorite track. That's my favorite that too. Album. I mean, it is. Yeah, let's just okay. I think I've played it before on a podcast. It doesn't matter. It's getting played. Okay, Panther like a Panther. Run the jewels three. Here you go. <clears throat> 
I'll flood the speakers with heat seekers and keep sneakers cleaner than nunnery pussy. Evening of Easter, I leave my prints on a keister. I suck the critter, release it. If it will please her, I'll meal to her. Best believe, make a meal of her. Thank you. Told a preacher I love her, he said that God was her lover. I said if he really loves her, then he would love that we're lovers. I walk around in a bubble of fucking scoundrel in trouble. And every time make a rumble, the venue ground in a rubble. Give me a hand and a double. I fix your face like some aces. I got a fragrance of wearing call. I was shit on the basics. The money want me to have it. I have a hunger for data. I'm crunching numbers and crack on breakable safe while I'm at it. I'm doing more than just rapping. You have to grant me that that when you about of a match. Just know that this is not what you I'm a mystery to you, captains of industry. If the matter is missing me, automatic is victory. I'm a shit. Looking at the money like it's mine again. I'm a shit, bitch. Everybody down, throw the pistol and fit. I'm a shit. You're looking at the money like it's mine again. I'm a shit, bitch. Everybody lie, throw the pistol and fit. Ah. Yeah, so again, y- yell at me all you want. I love two. I think two is a great record. I just think three is better. That's all. I just, I just think it's better. I th- and sometimes albums or artists go into the mainstream with their best record. It does. Like it does, in fact, happen sometimes, people. Not it's, all the uh, time. Yes. Most often Kings not, of, but it does happen. Kings of Leon was way better before people started getting into them. Okay. But, you know. Agreed. But they're bad now, so what can we say? Well, I, I say that having not listened to the most recent record, but they are a band that, though I I love to hate them now, I also hate that I do, in fact, love some of their post-because-of-the-times uh, output. Uh, Apparently I, they're I have just, to admit they're that. They're just not nice people. Not Well, yeah, we've had that, <laughs> that de- which debate for really, forever, but anyways. Um, makes it really hard to enjoy the music. I actually recently heard on the Blank Check podcast, this is an older episode, but uh, the producer of that show, Mr. Ben Hosley, tells a story about Caleb Falwell and his wife coming into the restaurant that he used to work at, and that they were incredibly pleasant and, and very, very nice. So apparently, you know, at least when he's when he's with the wife, it's all good, you know, maybe just not when he's on the road with his band acting like that. Maybe that's gone, the ego's gone away a little bit, because they're not... Not quite where they were. Why are we talking about Kings of Leon? They're not on either of our list, right? No, they're not. Okay, on let's move. Of let's our move list. along. Let's move along. Fourteen. Who's up? Yes, fourteen. Me. Okay. This is where Kendrick Lamar shows up. Okay. Um. Go, go, damn, Kendrick I, Lamar. I assumed as much. So uh, basically, if you want to hear the the conversation that we could have about this one, just rewind to the conversation we were just having about Run the Jewels, okay? And then and yeah, then come uh, back. And to for this. me, this complete just transparency it's because this is the album that got me into Kendrick Lamar um because it was the one that blew up right and so that's mm-hmm. the one I finally took notice um just you know I was being an and idiot call me what it was but uh, and I, I only really barely it, beat this one to the punch again thankfully to my girlfriend Veronica who introduced me to good kid mad city and I initially was like no to pimp a butterfly is better um just and she was like no you're crazy but uh, yeah, eventually. But let's I also came. be real. Like everyone loved this album as well. Like everyone. Oh loved yes, and again, top damn. top to bottom, almost with the exception of the track "Love," which is probably my least favorite song he has ever recorded. Um, 
I think it's pretty much a masterpiece. But I, I that song is a huge sticking point for me. I do not care for it. It is the the one track on that album that I will skip over. Fair. Everyone's got their opinions. Which uh, um. which track are you going to shout out though? Because if you were going to tell me it was love, I was going to just say we're done here. We can scrap it, it the rest of love. this episode. <laughs> Okay. It is DNA, specifically that back half or like act three of the song, however you want to call it. Okay. And uh, just right after the bridge where um, they do that are little gonna, cut in. Are you going to rap it for us right now? Like, are you going to rap no, it for us? No, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. Okay. That I feel like that, that would be silly on so many levels. But it for works me to out try to rap so that. well when white people try to rap Kendrick Lamar songs. Yeah, I'm not Seriously. even. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that video. Yeah. That was well, I've seen that was like over yes, a year people ago. People make themselves Anyways. fools. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that moment where the news anchors are talking and he's just you just you know you feel it coming, you feel the build yes. up, and then it just hits you. That moment in DNA uh, is top notch for me. Lamar stated views on police brutality with that line in the song quote, and we hate the popo want to kill us in the street for show. Ah, please. Ah. I don't like it. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine I just kill shit cause it's in my DNA I got millions, I got riches building in my DNA I got dark, I got evil that rot inside my DNA I got off, I got trouble, some heart inside my DNA I just win again, then win again like Wimbledon I serve Yeah, that's him again, the sound the engine in is like a bird You see fireworks and coffee, tire skirt, the boulevard I know how you work, I know just who you are See, use a, use a, use a bitch, you almost probably switch inside your DNA Uh, okay. So well, yes, let's, uh, that is my number fourteen. Can't, Damn, can't argue with you. Lamar. Can't can't argue with you. I can tell you that it's not on my list, but it would definitely be in the honorable mention category along with To Pimp a Butterfly. He is an incredible artist. Again, can't wait to see what he does next. Kind of hope it doesn't take, you know, Frank Ocean amounts of time to come out, but we'll see what happens. Okay. So who knows? Uh, my Your number fourteen. Number fourteen. Is uh, from a band that is near and dear to my heart, and I was very glad to see that they are coming out of the shadows and are possibly going to reemerge with their fourth full length later this year, if not early 2020. The band is Weatherbox. This is their third LP. It's called Flies in All Directions. Okay. Wait, they're coming back with another one? Weatherbox is back. They are currently writing LP4 as we speak. Time to go revisit all of that catalog. Uh, yes, as well. and I, I've teased it before and have not followed through on it. Uh, I would like to do a Weatherbox podcast at some point. They are one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, and another band in the same vein as O Brother and other bands that we're going to talk about that I discovered by virtue of kind of following one band. It it splintered off into all of these other things, and they're also an interesting band in that I. Back in the alternative press days when Gavin, my my brother, 
was was getting those delivered constantly, and I would immediately go to the review section, and basically anything that had three and a half stars or higher, I would go listen to on MySpace. This is the days where you would just go to the band page and listen to whatever songs oh, they had uploaded. What a time. Uh, yes. So Songs played on our profiles instantly. Exactly. You got to alienate your friend group by picking the top eight of them. Yeah. Just, just the Good. magic yes. that happened back in like 2006. This is a simpler time. Much simpler time. So... Uh, but I, so I remember hearing like the three singles that they had off of their debut LP American art. Okay. And I really liked them, but I didn't, I didn't have the means of follow through. I didn't know about our local record store at that point. Uh, music Gator, shout out to Music Gator in Sumter, South Carolina. I think it's still, I think it's still in operation, but I had not discovered that such a place existed in our small little town. Uh, and I still, I, I don't even think. I don't think we knew what iTunes was. Like, I knew what iTunes was, but I was like, well, we don't have a Mac, so I can't, we can't do that, right? Like, we don't have any Apple products, so we can't, we, we, I don't, yeah, how do I, how do I get this album? I didn't know. Cut to uh, several years later, I'm on the tail end of high school, and I'm following a band that, that I, I don't know why I'm dancing around it, a band called All Get Out. Uh, I'm following them extremely regularly, and, uh, all of a sudden, I hear from Nathan, the lead singer, hey, yeah, we're going on tour with Span Weatherbox. I'm like, hey, I remember listening to them, like, several years ago. It's like, are, do you like them? Like, are they good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you should check them out sometime. And I, so I go back to the album, American Art, and, and fall in love. If we were doing an, an all-time list, uh, all three of their LPs so far make my top ten. I know that might sound insane, and it doesn't really make sense why it's this far down. Your top ten of all time. Yes. All three of them. Just, just favorites. Yes, I I. Door. It, it, if we did a top ten of my my all times, it's a lot of like cheats because I'm like it's three albums by this artist, it's three albums by this artist, like and I just I'll stand by them because it's like I can't decide. It's a three way tie between each of these, and you just deal with it. Even though I do think that their second album, The Cosmic Drama, is a definitive masterpiece and one of the best albums of all time. Period. Like maybe in my top five. Fight me. Maybe I just decided that right now. I don't know. Yeah. The song I'm going to play without further ado uh, is Dark Almond for us.
love them. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm stating the claim once again. I'm going to do a podcast about these guys at some point in the near future, so stay tuned for that on the music arc, okay? Maybe that's what Max Gongaware can join in on. That would be lovely if you guys go through them collectively and, like, maybe you guys record what would be your normal podcast and then we all get together and I assess your thoughts and, like, try and counteract them. I don't know. We should figure that out. Who knows? Out. I feel like we come up with, like, eight different podcast ideas every time we, we get on mic. That's, so at pretty, some point that's we'll how it goes. You just keep All of them will come to fruition. The plans. Yeah, eventually it'll all just kick in there. Okay. That was my number 14. Your number 13, sir. Oh, uh, yes. My number 13. Um, side project from a couple of different artists. Uh, call it a mega band, if you will. 2010 Sea of Cowards by The Dead Weather. Um, okay. Side project for uh, Allison Mosshart, uh, Jack Black, uh, Jack White. Sorry, not Jack Black. Jack White. <laughs> Close. Jack Black would have been. A, a, um, have very you different... have you heard that though? I don't know if this oh, was Jack a joke. Gray? Yes, dude. What? Oh yeah, it's a thing. I cannot wait. Whatever. That oh, is. I've been wanting them to do that for a while. That's incredible. Huh. Um, but yes, no. The Dead Weather Sea of Cowards came out in 2010. It's just just bluesy riff filled okay we have officially hit the first album where i i have to i have to give out one of these excuse me this is where we earn our explicit rating fuck dude seriously i totally forgot about sea of cowards (laughs) i love that record it's so good i love that record you can throw in the jack black clip of like damn it that's so good it should have been mine yeah yeah and just barely like i forget it was one that i forgot about and like earlier today i was like shuffling through um, Spotify and was just like, oh my god! It's right I've on the cusp. It's, it's on snuck. There. It's snuck. I didn't even think about it because in my head I'm like, okay, Jack White out, but I'm like, I like the solo stuff, but it's not quite the level of White White Stripes to me. And then I'm like, Rackin' Tours, does it fit in like for the decade? And I well, they've got a new one they just dropped, which I still even haven't listened to. That one um, that came out this year. I've listened to it. It's the weakest of the three. I'm not trying to be harsh. I still enjoyed it, but it's just. We it's waited. No we waited lonely. this long for that album. Like, <laughs> there's a little bit of that in there. I'm sorry, but I was so excited for it. It also was damaged a little bit for me by the fact that they released like four singles before the record came out. So I'm sitting there listening for the first time, and I've heard half the record. I've heard the whole. And part of that is, yeah, I can skip the singles, or maybe I shouldn't have listened to them. But they they just they front loaded and stretched out the release of it for so long that I just. It kind of was like dead on arrival for me. I like it, but I don't love it the way that like Consolers of the Lonely is a masterpiece. Oh, Consol- I, I, that's one of my top albums of all time. But yeah, Steve Coward.
Okay, yeah, I had to remind myself that Consortial Only was in fact 2008. I uh, wanted to make sure that I didn't make a huge boo-boo on my uh, top 20 here. Yeah, I honestly thought that was like 05, so... Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it wasn't even close. So, this would be my number 13, correct? Yes. I have done some odd shuffling, and I've, I've, cr- I've rearranged the puzzle pieces on myself. This is uh, this is complicated. This is very complicated. Um, you gotta come in with a plan, Noah, and you gotta stick to it. Lucky number 13, you know what it's gonna be? We're gonna talk about him again. It's Garden Window by O Brother. It's so good. It is so it's good. It's so good. It's incredible. I, I have often said this whenever they get brought up in conversation. I can't think of very many bands that have a debut LP that sounds like it's their fifth or sixth album. If that makes sense. It, it And when I say fifth or sixth album, I mean like in the way you think of like 70s groups or just like groups that transitioned through the 60s and 70s and had like these huge massive spanning catalogs eventually like now most of the bands that we're talking about like have very reasonable discographies for the most part but i just remember being so floored by the production every single choice a handful of these songs are songs i have been hearing for years prior to them like going on this record or versions of them or like what was eventually going to become the tracks on this album and i just it was one of those, the second it was over, A, I felt exhausted in the best possible way. Like, I had truly, like, gone on a journey with that record. And I wanted to hear it again immediately. And it is one of those that, like, when it came out, it stayed in my rotation, like, on a loop, essentially, for, like, months. And it's it's ingrained in my brain. And I think, again, we talked about it earlier, but that's why I've never been able to quite get past that record. I, I think it is absolutely immaculate. I, so I, you're saying, like, Garden Window is equivalent to Rubber Soul? G- sure. I'm fine with that comparison. Fight me, okay? You said like six, six or seven in, right? Like, so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. You know, I made that statement, and then I'm like, okay, what? Well, Led Zeppelin four is actually. I'm like, yeah. Anyways, um, they're they're great, dude. Uh, and I think that it's the best possible introduction to them because I think unless you're on board from that point, like you're you can't just walk into to endless light. I don't think. Personally. I would agree. I would say Garden Window is um, probably more accessible. Yes. Uh, so again, I, I I kind of rediscovered them a little bit just in the last few months, and I look forward to actually dipping back into the discography. But I literally just listened to Garden Window again uh, like two days ago, and oh, it's I, I just, it still holds up, man. I absolutely adore this record. Okay, that's my lucky number thirteen, Garden Window by the band Oh Brother. I did, dude, it's so hard for me to even pick because a lot of these are that like was, I need an extended that's how you stretch know you did I, right. yes I kind of want to play easy talk the back half but it's like that's probably way too indulgent uh, I kind of want to play the back half of Malum into low because I think it's a fantastic transition what do you, what do you think it's a, gr- it's a great one two punch I don't know I've got a easy talks uh, uh, that's a classic format yes um I'd say do that. Okay. Because that's got talk. a little Andy hole on it, right? That's got a little... Yeah. Well, and again, it. I, again, this is, it's the end of a decade, baby. Indulge us, please. You can fast forward a little bit if you're sick of any of these songs. Sorry.
yeah. And and go buy these records as well. Uh, there will be links to many of them on the website. I, that's thearchivee.com. Hey, we'll check in and we'll just we'll check in a little bit later with some social media. Maybe we'll try and work it in through the the countdown. Okay. Who knows? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The we'll arch- drop them in. Thearchivee.com. Go there. Start with that while you're listening to this. Continue. Uh, your number twelve, sir. My number twelve. We're gonna go with a little outlaw country. Okay. We're gonna go to 2016. To a little man, maybe not little. I don't know his height. Um, <laughs> Sturgill Simpson's "A Sailor's Guide to Earth," okay, um, which was the song uh, album that he wrote for his his newborn child. Um, Lovely. As a way, it's got a really cool cover of "In Bloom" on it. It's not the song um, that I want to play. I just I'm not a big jam bandy guy, and his concerts have the ability to kind of like get jam jam bandy, which is you know fine that's not normally my style but I, mm-hmm. the dude is just flat out talented period um and i just i think this is just an excellent record to just throw on and just track three on on this wonderful wonderful record and it's super short it's like 35 minutes it's such a quick listen and it's the whole thing's super good awesome uh again a, a name i am familiar with uh but music that i am not familiar with uh but yeah he's he's been he's been in the in the ether for quite a while the musical ether if you will i should check him out oh for sure all right I, I, I'm very, very pleased that we've had, I think, a decent amount of diversity as far as genre goes, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm going to get maybe maybe a little, a little more traditional in terms of a Noah pick, if you will. Uh, my number 12 is A Moon-Shaped Pool from the band Radiohead. Wow, I've heard of them. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Yeah, uh, yeah once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. They just, uh, I, I really don't even know what else to like say about them at this point that sounds interesting or relevant or like, or that I even have a take that anybody gives a shit about as far as they're concerned. Because they're, I think they've gone down. They're the most critically beloved band in music history. Period. Kind of like pure universal acclaim, uh, while at the same time having like a very hardcore fan base and being known. But I don't even think like listened to that widely as like you might think when you're on the inside of it as being a fan where like they're just the biggest thing in the world to you. I don't know. But the fact that they have in rainbows, which is where I actually discovered them. I, I was not like, I, I lived through the height of okay. Computer and amnesiac and like all, all of the conversation around them. And I, it essentially all fell on deaf ears. I knew Creep. I knew Karma Police. I knew like talk show hosts from the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. I knew a few songs, oh, but such I a good never, song. you know, I never like dove in. And then 
and Rainbow's Hits when I'm in high school, and I was like, what is this? And there was the whole narrative of how they released it, et cetera, et cetera, that basically... Changed the game. Real, and, but also, like, kind of made me go, like, wait, you can do that? And, like, they're, they're the band that kind of did this first, or at least on the biggest scale. What have I been missing here? And, like, that record extremely transformative for me probably still my personal favorite even though I, again people will fight you tooth and nail if you say anything other than okay computer um but i don't know i did love in but rainbows i, I it's say so good. i say all of this to say they come off of in rainbows king of limbs is a little bit of a, it's a little tough to take for some people I'm not a huge fan of it. Probably my least favorite record of theirs. But again, they're Radiohead, so it's like it's not bad. It's just not. It's not in rainbows. It's not more of that. It's very, very much a, a sideways move, a lateral move, if you will, not moving forward or changing it up. It it feels I don't know trapped somewhere. A moonshaped pool comes quite a while afterwards and is just. A, it's a return to form in some ways. It's a stripped-down version of Radiohead that you haven't really heard in a while. It's a lot more orchestral and organic and just emotive without being as like electronically influenced as previous records. Um, and it's just it's just gorgeous. It is just one of those just like gorgeous albums that you throw on and you just you know you slip into it like you do a warm bath. All of that stuff that a billion people at parties like. Alex, that's what you do. I'm playing the song Identikit. Let's move along. number 11 sorry 11 number 11 this is one of those moments where people are going to go really this is the hill you're willing to die on this is the one you're going to pick a battle hey we're not at the top 10 yet you can still be really fucking weird with this one so go right ahead it's about to get weird um this is and, and and people can fight me on it it's on my list the 2020 experience by the Justin Timberlake. I love it, and I'm not going to fight you. Nowhere near my list, but I, I stand by you in solidarity. This is a great album. This is he a got great weird album. With it. Fight Every us. We'll both fight you like... on this one. We'll have both. We will have 220. We'll have 20s in 2020. Bad joke. That was not even an attempt at a joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
please talk, Alex. It, every song is like nine minutes long with like four minutes of lyrics and then just like five minutes of them just like messing around in yeah, the some, production some freeform studio. freeform jazz. And like, I loved yeah. every second of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, people didn't like the second disc as much. It came I... out in like September. I'll put my name on the first disc. I'm fine with the second disc, but the okay. first disc what is are, where it's at. What, what are we playing? That is the question, sir. We're playing the opening track, Push Your Love Girl. All right. It's just got that, it's got that falsetto that just tickles me in all the right spots. All right. Suit and Tie Suit and tie is the song that made me go like, wait a second. What is, what's he doing? Do I have to care about Justin Timberlake again? What? Yes, you have to. Yeah, exactly. Do, That's the, the song that did it. But circle entertainer the he's a the hope people are I'm not saying he's a phenomenal <laughs> actor but he's like he's a he is a really talented actor agree go watch black snake moon and tell me any different go I watch did. the social network tell me any different um, very talented i will say that yes. he's just he's a triple threat man maybe a quadruple threat i don't know he's maybe got a lot a, of threats man got a lot of threats maybe um, a quint a quintuple threat i don't know what the word for five is but he does it all okay and so he's got we'll, like we'll roll we'll roll with push your love girl I do, I do just have to say the like hopeless romantic in me that like cries at music videos every once in a while i, I like mirrors man i really like mirrors that's all i'm gonna say mirrors are good, <laughs> but here's the kicker they're all good strawberry bubblegum fantastic spaceship yeah. coop fantastic don't hold the wall tell me that song doesn't want to make you boogie this yeah. album is good <laughs> my number 11 I want to keep this energy going through the rest of this top 10 so we can just blaze right through it. Okay. I'm about to push it up to like my five. Do it. (laughs) Do it. I'll keep it at 11. It's staying at 11. Hey, little mama. I gotta ask me if I want to. Just tell me, can I get a light? Roll you up and let it run through my veins. The stars when I'm on you. I don't wanna ever come down on this cloud of loving you. Now you got me hopped up on that Okay, here we go. Push a love girl and then back to the top 10. Or, excuse me, I gotta get in my 11. My 11. Uh, I love this record, man. I love this record. This is another one that uh, you, you could fight me on it. It might be tied from their best I, I don't know it's the suburbs from arcade fire i adore this record funeral is a goddamn masterpiece it's indisputable this is the only post-funeral record i think that stands toe-to-toe with it i love neon bible post suburbs i've had a little i've had a little bit of a hard time with arcade fire um I, I forgot about Arcade Fire when I, making I, this list completely. I feel like, like I didn't even think the name. I feel like a lot of people who had a mild interest at some point have fallen off, but they have become an a band of the world um, in a way that you don't necessarily always think of. But like, they are huge and beloved around the world. They play giant shows, expensive shows, very expensive shows. Um, 
but the suburbs is um a very interesting transitional record that I almost like I wish they had existed in that space maybe just for one record longer I I don't know it's weird to again wish that upon one of your favorite bands but I think it's exquisite it has my favorite it's yes it is definitive it's my favorite arcade fire song uh sprawl 2 is on the side Didn't they come out with that like awesome 360 music video prior to like they yes they I mean it was like a Google Maps video of a right? lot of like how you present a live show to people who are not able to actually be there which I actually appreciate they have incredible footage of a lot of their concerts so that you can experience the the spectacle which it is spectacle and I feel like they're one of the last like rock bands still doing something of that scale that is truly like this is an experience when you come to one of our shows um i have yet to experience it myself other than like on youtube but i hope to at some point even though again I'll, the last two records they have moments that really really work for me but they do not function with the same cohesion that uh the first three do i i think again funeral neon bible and suburbs i i think that is an incredible run uh, but yeah, let's 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 move along into the top ten, and we can we can start picking up the pace a little bit, and you know tangents when they happen. But yeah, we'll try and we'll try we're, and speed it up for you guys. We're only we're, at an hour. Yes, this is, and we haven't even dropped music in yet. So uh, yeah, let's let's roll right in to the top ten, sir. Hopefully, we'll start hitting some crossover. Maybe, just maybe.